Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Kopan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everybody. We are so excited to talk to you guys today. And uh, hey, Tova, how are you? Hi, Riley. I am good. And I just realized that this was the 21st episode and 21 is my lucky number. And it is the 21st year of, I don't know, the century or whatever. And it, you know, we launched the podcast on 2121. And so I am jazzed. <laughs> You're all in the numbers today. I love it. I am, and- I am all in for that number and for today. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're talking about authenticity today. And what's amazing about that is you're being like full on authentic about your love for numbers. So game on people. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Let's talk. Okay. Yeah. We're talking authenticity. So let's talk about what that means. Oof. So... Wait a minute. Let's back up. We went from like, woo, we're talking authenticity to like, oh, I, I suddenly, no, no. I suddenly had that feeling of when like your kids ask you to define something and you're like, you know what, when you see it. Right. <laughs> yeah, we did have this conversation earlier yeah, of like, yeah. we use words a lot and we're like, oh yeah, that's what that means. I can do it if you want. I, you got I it? Have, I, well, yeah. I mean, I have an idea and I want to hear what you think of being authentic, but, um, for me, being authentic means when the inner voice, the inner person is connected and in alignment with the outer. So what I am, so like right now I am really excited about the number 21 and this being our 21st episode. And I'm sharing that with the world. If I were like, Hey Riley, and then if I was like playing it cool, about my excitement, then I would be being inauthentic. But the inner Tova and the outer Tova are in alignment. And to me, that is authenticity. Yes. So I agree with that. I do. And so I'm going to read from my notes for everybody, the kind of definition that when doing the research I found, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of what I think about authenticity, because anyone who's been following along with us, um, thank you. And you know that my word for this year, this auspicious 2021 um, is authenticity. And this is a super important word for me. Uh, So this episode is near and dear to my heart. Um, But here we go, definition. Authentic people demonstrate congruence between their actions and words and their beliefs and values. There is an internal alignment between what I hold important and everything that this person will think, feel, say, and do. So that's pretty heavy. Like that's a, that's a lot in a lot of ways, right? Like everything I think, feel, say, and do aligns with uh, what I hold important. 
a high that's a high bar that's, that's a high, high feels like a, a high, really high bar, bar. That, yeah. like as I read it like my like I got my heartbeat went up a little bit I felt it um so for me much like what Tova said authenticity is about aligning my inside and my outside in a way that is uh congruent with setting boundaries with being comfortable with set with feeling safe and um feeling good about living a limitless life. So what does that mean? Like, there's a lot to unpack in that, right? So, you know, I spent a lot of my life not letting people see kind of the, what I'm going to air quote, nobody can see it. (laughs) I I see you, Riley. I see Um, the, the, the real version of me, like, close friends, but not like a ton of people got to see the inner workings of me because I was very uncomfortable in, um, in letting that out. And I, and a lot of that is due to like a high degree of perfectionism, the way I was raised, the kind of environment I was raised in and things, things of that nature and just being like needing to be in control. And so if you listened to our last episode, there was, we talked a lot about this. We talked a lot about letting go and a lot about surrendering. And so not knowing how to do that and not being capable really of doing any of those things um, was very limiting and kept me from being able to sort of allow those things out in a broader sense. And now what I want to say on the flip side of that is being authentic does not mean airing all of your dirty laundry to everyone all the time. There are, there are, (laughs) that is actually inauthentic in a lot of ways. Um, And so for me, being authentic is learning to allow my inside out in ways that are genuine for me and that feel good for me and that allow me to connect with people that make sense for me that that sort of their where their energy jives with my energy and you know we're we're collaborating and whether it's you know in friendship or in in business or both in ways that that work and that make sense in the world um so that is authenticity it is not the same as going out on the internet and telling everyone every single detail of my life thus far. So there there are lines to be drawn. There are um, boundaries to be set. And everyone has a different set of boundaries. Right. It it also, going back to this sort of like uh, just airing things, it is also not cover for being unkind. Mm. It is not cover for saying anything you think and going, well, that's just what I think. I'm just being authentic, just, you right. know, over here being my authentic self. Right. And it is, you know, it's not giving you that excuse to say, well, it's true. So it's okay for me to say, you know, like it is, it is not giving you cover to be mean. <laughs> like, let's just make that very clear. Um, and I think that, you know, you and I have, have realized um, as part of these conversations that we struggle at a different, at a different moment. So yeah, you um, seem to know who you are <laughs> and it's getting, figuring out what you want to share to the world. Right. Which is sort of where your authenticity has its struggle, right? It's yep. moment of, yep. okay. Um, whereas I'm like, what was that in your voice? I can't hear you. Can you be a little louder? <laughs> like, um, yeah. and, and once I sort it out, I feel fairly comfortable sharing 
whatever, you know, whatever I deem I want to share to the world to share to the world. Um, it's less of a, you know, concern. And, and once again, like I don't post pictures of my kids on the internet. So I have weird lines. Like we all have, you know, lines somewhere, um, about what we want to share, but once I know who I am, then I feel comfortable with the sharing, but it's that internal of figuring out, am I listening to me? Am I listening to society's voice? One thing is very clear uh, to highlight what you said as well for both of us, which is perfectionism and authenticity mm. do not go hand in hand. No, they don't mix well. <laughs> they, don't, they don't play nice in the playground. They, they do <laughs> not. They are throwing sand at each other. Yeah. Um, um, so just to sort of back up a little bit, why, you know, if we look at authenticity and we think about why it is so hard for so many people to fully express themselves and to be, to like bring their whole self to the table, right. To be fully themselves. Like where does that come from? And my, you know, I would propose to use the, to use the lawyer in myself, I would submit. Um, <laughs> And I was never a litigator, so I'm terrible at those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> I would suggest that, you know, it really stems from the way in which we are are raised, certainly in this country. Um, and also it stems from our biology, right? We're hard, hardwired to fit in. We, yes. it's a safety mechanism. We want to be part of a group and to be part of a group, both biologically and culturally, we need to fit in. And to fit in means to sort of adapt yourself to whatever the group is doing at any human time because of the way this culture functions. And so if you are a kid like I was and you're highly sensitive and you're a little bit different and like your interests don't lie with the group and you're like more of a book person and you're more of like a, you wander through the forest instead of watching TV and you, you do things a little differently and you try to bring that self to the group, the group goes, Ooh, what is that? And you don't get to fit in. And so what do you do if you are on, if you don't have sort of the emotional fortitude to go, well, I don't care. I'm going to go off and do whatever I want. Then you sort of stuff the self down and you put on a mask of a different self and you come in and you join the group. And I think a lot of kids do that and they do it in order to fit into the group. And when we do that, that becomes a habit and you do it over and over and over again. And then you don't even realize you're doing it at a certain point. <laughs> and then you're your in a, life. <laughs> and then you're an adult who has created this adaptive personality who you know, in some ways it's a good thing because you need to be able to function in society, right? You need to be able to fit in in certain places. You need to be able to get jobs, etc., And all of those things. But in other ways, it's not great because you stopped listening to who you are in certain places and you've stopped hearing your own voice and you've changed who you are to fit the mold of who you are expected to be. And in those cases, it can be very, very destructive. And so figuring out the line between the two is where sort of what we're talking about. Do you love what you're hearing and want a little bit more? 
do you just think we are really funny and want to laugh some more and spend a lot more time with us? Maybe. You love us for our heart-to-hearts. I think that's it. If that's the case, join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Our Patreon community offers members an opportunity to dive even deeper into what it means to live a limitless life. We are here and ready if you're all in on this journey with us and want more of us in your life. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly for that extra sauce you always dreamed of. And now back to the show. I was also, my my palm started to sweat when I was thinking about like, there's a lot of risk, um, especially as a child. But as an adult, like, I'm going to be my authentic self. And what if they don't like me? Mm. Whereas whoever they is, whereas if you are putting on a persona or you're pretending or you're not really sharing everything with the world, if they don't like you, it's not really you who they don't like. It's, you know, fake Tova. And I I do have moments that I, I kind of remember of, you know, growing up and being with a group of, of friends and making a joke or doing something and kind of just getting the looks rather than the laughter and feeling like, oh, okay, like inner Tova came out. We're going to put her back in. <laughs> yes. Yep. Going to yep. put her back in. And because it's, it can be really scary. And as an adult, hopefully we know that if you can't be your authentic self in at least your friend group, right? Work is a little, it's a different, right? Um, because maybe you have a certain sense of humor that like doesn't jive in your work environment. Like that's, you know, those are other considerations. But in your friend group, if you can't be yourself, like we hear, there's that saying, like if, if you're too much for people, some people, like those aren't your people. Right. And hopefully that's something that we all realize as adults, which is we don't have to fit into every group. In fact, it's good that we don't fit into every group. It's, you know, we need to find those people that we can be an authentic self. And if we are our our authentic selves truly and not who we think we should be and we don't fit into a group, then, then that group isn't for us that it doesn't mean something is wrong with our authentic selves. It means it's just not a good fit and we need to find a different, a different one. And that is, I mean, it is a hard lesson as an adult to just say, you know, I, I've looked at, at groups of women and think they look like they're having so much fun. That looks like I want to be there. And I'm like, but, but do you really, <laughs> like, right. you know, like, you know, just because they're having a really great time and you for them doesn't mean that that's exactly where you would fit. Um, right. And it's hard and it's, it is risky. It is risky. I, it feels very risky to me to put out your authentic self and, and let yourself be, I mean, hopefully your people aren't judging you, but let yourself be, you know, judged by the light of day. Yeah. It, I, I think it is risky and it is, it, it requires vulnerability, right? Which we've talked about before. It requires the willingness to share a part of yourself that um, could be hurt, that could be um, implicated by, you know, like shame or guilt or, 
fear or any of those things. And, and that of course is risky and it feels scary and overwhelming at times. And I know certainly for me, those are the feelings I would associate with being my authentic self in most situations. Um, you know, and there's lots of ways in which we, we kind of hide. I, th- I know a lot of the times we compartmentalize, right? We like, we bring part of ourselves to each different yeah. aspect of our life. And in some ways that makes sense because it's a, it's a defense mechanism and it's a way to protect ourselves from the, the overwhelm of the emotion of whatever it is that we're doing, right. To keep out certain aspects. Um, and I get that. And I've certainly done it, you know, particularly in work environments, but I also think it cuts us off from living a full experience, from from having a more fulsome life, a more emotionally um, connected experience. And so, you know, it's hard to be authentic when you have sort of walled off the parts of your life in that way. It, I, I don't know that you can fully connect in if you've done that. I no, I agree. Uh, you know, if you're if you're putting on different hats, so to speak, depending on where you're going, and right. in a you know, and the hats change your face and <laughs> change how you put mm-hmm. yourself together. Um, you know, I've been thinking as we've been talking about the pandemic, and also about the question, "How are you?" Right. So you run into someone, and you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" You're like, "Good, good. How are you?" rarely, if ever, is the answer to the question, how's your going? Good, good. (laughs) Like, it could be great. It could be, I'm having a great day. We, you know, things are really clicking for us today, or isn't this weather beautiful? Or it could be like, it is rough, man. This is a rough day. But rarely is that answer that question ever, oh, good, good. And what I have realized for myself, and maybe it is from pure just exhaustion, (laughs) or Maybe it is a recognition that during the pandemic, people see more clearly what is a weight on our shoulders, but I have stopped answering the how are you questions with I'm good. I might say, you know, if we're grading on a pandemic scale, I'm doing okay. Or, you know, this week has been hard. I am I, actually giving a more truthful answer um, to the question. And then it does mean that when I say good, I also feel like I'm answering it more accurately. And yeah, it, it, it's, it, it seems like such a little thing because it's really just part of like the, you know, when you see somebody, oh, how's it going? Good, how are you? But it, it means something to actually answer that question. It does. And it also, what it does is it creates opportunity for the other person to also answer the question. And so being authentic yourself creates space for other people to be authentic. And so what I learned certainly growing up and, and fortunately for me, like I moved from being sensitive and like scared as a you know preteen and and wanting to fit into the group to being like angry and not wanting to fit in with anyone and so you know fortunately I say that in a in a joking way but I stopped trying to fit in and so I learned other ways of adapting and um oh I just lost my train of thought that's terrible 
Um, and man, it happens. It don't. It totally does. This is this is the power of imperfection, right? Um, <laughs> this is letting you when yourself you're least being it. authentic. You're talking I'm, about I'm being authentic and I'm letting go. Space, you're giving space to other people to be authentic. To connect. To be authentic. <laughs> That's what I was saying. So it 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 what it does is it creates like this. It it, it creates a space for other people to meet you kind of halfway, right? Like once I stopped trying to change who I was to fit the group, I allowed space for other people who were more like me. Now, granted at that time, it wasn't the greatest because I was like angry and sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, over time I worked through that, right? Um, and it it created space for me to stop changing who I was to fit in the group and to just allow that to, to, to kind of express itself and other people who were also feeling that way could reach out and, and it made that space. But also like you're saying, like when you meet somebody now and in passing, they're like, how are you doing? It gives the space for you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm great. And this is why, and they can answer you back in a, in an authentic way, instead of just being like, okay, bye, you know, or whatever it is, um, you can have a real conversation. And that, that's what, that's a powerful thing for somebody else who maybe is having a terrible day and needs someone to talk to, or needs someone to reach out to, or, or wants to express themselves, but doesn't know how. And it's just sort of going through the motions and it's like doing the polite thing and, and whatever. Well, and I think what you also said is really important because you said, all right, so when I finally started being my authentic self, I was attracting other people who were like me. So we were all kind of this like angry, sad bunch, <laughs> but, yes. but you know, like a lot attracts like, right. and the universe will send you what you're putting out there. Yep. Right. So if you're scared, if you're fearful, scarcity mindset, all of that stuff, whatever it might be, um, if you are putting out a persona and then you keep looking around and wondering why the people that you're pulling into your life aren't like who you would think of to match your authentic self. It's because you're not putting your authentic self out there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> ab absolutely. Like, and if you're looking around, you're like, oh, I really wish that I could, you know, call into my life people who were more joyful, right? And, but at the same time, what you're putting out is somebody who gossips and is negative all the time, right? But that's not who you are at, at the core, right? Like maybe you, who you are at the core is somebody who wants to talk about like the, the beauty of sunlight at sunset, right? Like that's who you really, that's, that's yeah. who you really are. But yeah. everybody around you wants to talk about like, Bob down the street. I don't know why we always pick Bob. Poor Bob's I don't in the know. world. And my dad's name is Bob. So like oh, no. really, you know, uh, we're really kind of ragging on, on I Bob. know. I'm sorry to the Bob's in the world. Um, but if you know, if that's if that's what's happening, then consider your relationships and and what it is that you're putting out in the world and yes. think about that as as an attractive, like an attractor quality. Like what are you putting out? And because that's what you're getting back. Um, and, and just to kind of take a little bit of a turn, I think it's also really important to talk about shame in this context, because you cannot be authentic if you're living a life consumed by shame. 
right? Like if you are ashamed of who you are, if you are ashamed of the inner workings of yourself, whatever it is, if they're, if, if you're holding on to secrets, if you're holding on to lies from your past, if you're, you know, if your family life is full of secrets that you can't tell, if there are all these things in your life that make you or that cause you to hold on to shame on the inside, it is impossible to live an authentic life. And I'm going to give our usual plug for therapy, uh, for finding a licensed professional to help you deal with those things. I, I highly recommend it. I know Tova does as well. Yep. It's extremely helpful, um, if not necessary, to deal with those kinds of feelings. Um, we can't stress it enough. But to, to get back to the, to the point at hand, those feelings are ones that you have to work through. You have to process. You have to find a way to feel those feelings and release them like our, our last episode talked about. Find a way to let them go and, and be okay and accept yourself in order to be authentic. And um, letting go of the perfectionism and letting go of comparing yourself to other people and being able to set boundaries and all of the things we've talked about in all these episodes are things that, you know, you, you kind of have to sort of lay the groundwork for those in order to find a way to allow your authentic sort of core human out into the world. And um, that's it's really hard. And, <laughs> and, and I don't, it's not like, endless amounts of work. I don't want to make it sound like you're going to be, you know, sitting at your desk with a textbook for the rest of your life. Like, oh, I got to figure this out. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be journaling and I need a book and I need a course and I need like therapy and a doctor and some pills. Like it's not, it's not that, but you do have to be intentional and conscious about it. Well, it goes back to the very first episode of listening to your inner voice. Mm. And so you need to, yes, I mean, you might be in therapy for a long time and journaling a lot, and maybe you're going to be reading a lot of books. I'm not going to lie. I'm surrounded by books and journals and I go to therapy and I'm not sure when that's going to stop, but, yeah, true, true. Um, but if we had to boil it all down though, you need to start listening. So, so it might even be as simple. I mean, not simple, but the stuff might maybe find your inner voice mm. and start identifying that sound that in my head is someone talking, is it society or is it my voice? Like, is it me or is it society? Me, society, I don't know, right? And so that's that could be step one. <laughs> and then you have to start listening to your inner voice and listening to the way you're feeling and not judge your feeling. So if you're being, if you're feeling uncomfortable in this situation, um, and I'm not talking about like the stranger danger side of, of uncomfortable, but like you're, you're just feeling uncomfortable in a situation, whether it's your work situation or whether it is at home or with your friends, start listening and think, okay, why am I uncomfortable? Am I uncomfortable because uh, I'm not who I really am meant to be? Like what, what is, what is making me uncomfortable or what is making me angry about the situation? And instead of judging your emotions or pushing them aside or feeling shame related to the emotions that you're having and thoughts that you're having, you need to start listening. And because you're not, 
it's not like magic one day where like you're, I mean, maybe it could be, but you're going to have like a dream and your authentic self is going to be like, hi, Tova, I am your authentic self. We will now become one. Um, it is, it is often, I mean, it could happen. Listen, I just listened to Matthew McConaughey's books and he had some intense dreams. So like, I totally would not have been surprised if he would have had a dream where it was like, and then my authentic self introduced itself. But like, <laughs> I think for most of us, <laughs> right, great right. book, great book, by the way, but like that would not have surprised me. Um, right. but usually it's more subtle. Usually it's yeah. little like warning signals or a little like thoughts that kind of pop in. And I think we're so used to brushing those aside because it's not fitting with what we're doing and just like pushing you aside, pushing you aside, um, that our, our inner voice often gets quieter than it used to be. I mean, there's a reason that theoretically kids are more in alignment with them, their authentic selves is because they hear their are they're in, now listen, society gets their hooks in little kids really fast. So oh, really? Oh my <laughs> it goodness. can be it could be like a little window, but, um, but you know, they think something and they do something. They think something, they're, they're sad and they cry. They're happy and they smile. And at some point, and it's very young and it just gets worse as we get older, but that voice, that feeling gets pushed aside because I can't be sad. I'm doing this right now. I can't be happy. I'm doing this right now. This is not joyful. Don't you're not allowed to be joyful. You have a test next week. You have this to do, like whatever it is. And so we we just push that. And I'm picturing those little feelings in um that awesome movie, Inside Out. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah, inside the head. Inside the, the head. Yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside out. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right. And I'm picturing those little feelings, like, okay, well, we're just gonna get quieter if you're not gonna listen to us. Right. Like, and and so you have trained your inner voice your authentic self, that it's not valued for whatever reason. And, and I'm not, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming you, right? Like right. there's a bunch of things that are happening, but it, you know, in it, you know, the journaling, the therapy, the um, book reading, it, it, the listening to podcasts, the signing up for courses, all of these things that we're all doing, it goes to helping you listen and then sort of helping you stand in the sun as your authentic self. I just wanted to say an aside, and, and this is a much longer conversation um, that we do not need to have right at the second, but um, we do recognize that there are scenarios where putting your authentic face out to the world isn't always safe. Yes. And that doesn't need to be, that, that's not the focus of this episode. Um, so we're not going to really spend a lot of time on it, but we want to recognize that maybe there'll be another episode at another point or a conversation that we have. But um, there are times when putting your authentic self forward is not safe, whether it is at the workplace, whether it is in your home. And so maybe at those times, the conversation is really just, internally figuring out who your authentic self is and less about showing it to the whole world. Right. And finding, we would encourage in that, in that scenario, finding someone who is safe yeah. to speak to, um, whether it's a professional or an educator or someone who can assist you in um, sort of walking through that journey, whatever it may be. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up to it because that's, that's an incredibly important point to make. And one that uh, is obviously uh, front of mind and important to us at this, at this sort of stage of history. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, it can, you know, we're, we're talking around it, um, but it can be, you know, an abusive scenario. It can be a cultural experience, a cultural scenario. Right. And so it is why it is so important though um, to find those spaces where you can be your authentic self. Right. Um, because um, in a perfect world, it would be everywhere, but it's not. And that is, you know, so um, we are not encouraging anyone to doing something that puts themselves obviously at risk. Um, but that that does go to sort of this larger conversation that society's goal is not necessarily to see your authentic self. Like, no, no. <laughs> Do you need more email? Have you not signed up for enough this year? How is your internet scrolling going right now? Let us help you out. That's right. It's time to subscribe to our Go Boldly Initiative newsletter and check out our shiny new website. Head on over to www.goboldlyinitiative.com to sign up right now. You'll stay on top of exciting news and upcoming events and get a chance for some fun freebies. At goboldlyinitiative.com, you will find info about us, the podcast, our Patreon community, and of course, everyone's favorite, merch. And don't forget, your inbox isn't really full until you hear from the Go Boldly Initiative. Back to the episode. Unfortunately, uh, despite what we may wish, uh, society's goal is rarely to see our authentic self at this point in time. It's, it's productivity and economics. I think, um, yeah, not to be cynical, but I think that's, that's the goal of, of society at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, what, that's certainly not our goal here on the show, but that's, that's the hopefully in our lives, <laughs> in our lives, but that's the goal we see sort yeah. of culturally driven. So, um, you, you might be listening to us and going, okay, you know, much like the last episode. All right. This is all fine and good. This is great. But like, now what? Like, all right. So I'm starting to, you know, I've been listening all this time. I've listened to every episode. I'm starting to do the work. I kind of hear my interview voice. What do I do? Like, how do I, how am I supposed to align my inner self with my outer self? How do I take these steps? And um, it's a, it's a valid question. Um, And it's something that I am still working on myself. So I just, First of all, I want to say that so that everyone knows that there is no perfect answer. It is actually important to note that there's no perfect way of doing this. Um, so anyone who thinks that they're going to just do it perfectly and it's going to be great. And unfortunately, that... like everything else, it's an ongoing process. Right. Let's... By the way, I roll my eyes at that like a teenager. <laughs> like, yeah, you really oh. do. That is like a full teenager eye roll. Yeah. Um, but we need to let go of the idea of perfection and that we're ever going to get this right. And that it's going to be like one day we're going to just like float on a cloud and it's going to all be, you know, amazing and everything's going to be perfect again. Um, That's not what's going to happen, but we can work to sort of overcome the, if you're like me, the urge to hide ourselves behind something. Like I hide myself behind how smart I am. And this is going to sound obnoxious to a lot of people, but I'm, I'm smart. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's weird that I have to couch that, but as a woman who's been, you know, like in corporate environments, 
you're not allowed to say you're smart very often. Right. So I'll say it. And I've hidden behind, hidden behind that because um, it's easy to hide behind being smart and not being emotional. Right. And so if we want to kind of work to overcome our urge to not show who we are, like our whole selves, like that's part of who I am, but it's yeah. not my whole self. It's not my wholehearted life. It's not like the fact that I have faith or the fact that I, I love, I collect rocks. I like to collect rocks. It's like a real nerdy thing I do. Um, you know, I and I've like done to collect rocks. Yeah, so, it's like yeah. it's it's a cool thing. I've done it since I was a kid. I have my rock collection from when I was like five and up, right? Um, and and so there's a lot of things about me that I don't bring to the table. And so working through the that urge to hide, the like, oh, they won't like me, they'll reject me, I won't be accepted, I'm I don't I don't count. So working through that. So how do we do it? Once again. I found a list of like 12,000 things that you could do. <laughs> <laughs> Always helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Always Again, helpful. Again, with the list, I'm going to start being a list person and be like, there's three things. That's it. That's all there is. So let's talk it through a couple things. I, I broke it down to like not 12,000, much less than because I couldn't, I couldn't that, is that many. That is helpful. Um, so the first thing is really just starting to take an objective look at where you see yourself responding to something and it feels like you versus it feels like something you have to do, right? Like, does this feel like you really responding or is it just an urge that like somebody told you this is how it's supposed to be done and so you're doing it this way? That urge and is strong. It's a really, this, this sounds simple, but it's actually... A challenge um, because it's conditioning, it's social conditioning. And so breaking that, like if I go way back in the, if I take the way back machine to my undergraduate days and, and I don't know, probably what was it like our psych 101 class, um, yeah. social conditioning is hard to break. So you have to start thinking about what is it in my life that I really believe and what have I been taught to believe and how am I reacting and start making objective observations of those things in your life. From there, think about how you were raised. Like, where did you learn to hide and where did you learn to show up as your true self? What in your family system yeah. was the rule? Like, were you allowed to talk at your dinner table? Were you not? Were you allowed to explain your day? Were you asked questions? Were you not asked questions? What were the social dynamics in that family system in which you grew up? And how does that impact the way in which your authentic self shows up or doesn't show up? Yeah. And then, you know, um, to, to go to that um, a little deeper, like how were you rewarded when your, when your authentic self did show up? Right. So I, I, for me, I can, I remember less rules about childhood, but I do remember more like when the authentic self showed up, whether in my family or somewhere else and like how it was rewarded and who rewarded it or how it was punished, you know, and not, I don't mean punished by like, so you, it's your authentic self, go to your room. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, but you know, I, you, you let something out and you just realize like, 
I, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like that <Right>. just, <laughs> this is not going to end well for me. Um, this was not good. So, and, and you, you hear that told over and over. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to realize sometimes that you're not that kid anymore or that um, employee at that work that you were at or wherever. I mean, we, I, I think that the topic of authenticity lends itself to talking about childhood because there was a time as a child that you were probably mostly in line with your authentic self for a moment. Um, and, and for some people you have to go back really, really far to find that. Um, and other times you're like, Oh, I was rocking and rolling until I was about 14. And then this happened or, um, I mean, well done if you made it to 14, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know, Very but there, there's a reason that this topic lends itself to having these conversations about when you were a child. Yeah. Um, another thing I think is really integral to this process is starting to think about what your core values, your ethics, and your sort of like your integrity is. And when I say that, I mean, what is yours not what has been put on you. And that can be very hard for a lot of people who were raised in a family system that sort of enforced certain rules that perhaps they don't agree with anymore or that they never took the time to really think about or to determine whether it was something that they agreed with or they just went along with. And so that process helps you to kind of examine what is true to me and what was I just raised in and therefore I agreed with because that's how I was raised. So those sorts of things will help you start to determine what's you and what's just coming from around you. And once you do that, you can start to also see like when you're reacting to things or when you're taking steps and making decisions, what's what's your authentic what's coming from your authentic core and what's just kind of your you know habit at that point. Um, a couple yeah. other things, and I'm, I don't want to go through this whole list because it's, it's going to take forever, but a couple other things are, you know, starting to be really intentional about the decisions you make instead of um, just sort of going through your day on, on autopilot is, you know, stopping, taking a breath and then making a choice. I think when you do that, even if they're small choices, you kind of start to think more about what you're doing in your life. And even if it doesn't impact your authenticity at all, it does impact your day and it, it's good for you no matter what it does. It makes you be more intentional about life in general and that is always a good thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, we say it every single time, meditation and yeah. taking the space, making the space for yourself to turn inward and look inside um, will help you start to see, um, see what's going on inside you. And for this, I think guided meditation and, and visualization is, is essential. Um, I was just laughing, chuckling to myself over here um, because I was picturing this whole process of being like a three-year-old going, why? Like, well, why did you, you know, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why did you think that? Well, because you're going to start, well, because that's what, that's what we do. Well, why? Because that's right. what we've always done. Well, why? Because that's what we've always done, you know, and then eventually yeah. you're going to kind of hit a wall and be like, oh. Yes. Okay. And so it is, I mean, you know, maybe you don't want a three-year-old just walking around with you asking why all day, but that's kind of what this process 
is sort of like, which is like, why did I do that? Why do you do that? Why did you make that decision? Why, you know, and just constantly asking and having those conversations with yourself. Yes. And then, you know, circling back to the letting go and the surrendering, <laughs> which it's, it, you know, we could have done these episodes in either order, right? It's, yeah. it, it, they go together and you have to kind of do both at the same time um, in order to really get anywhere, which is hard and frustrating and wonderful and exhausting and all the great things. Um, but, but you can do it. And, and I, you know, I'm certainly living proof. If anyone who's listening, and I know some of you are, who knew me, you know, like five years ago could say, like, I would be having this conversation right now and saying any of the things I'm saying out loud on a podcast to people who don't know me, no, like you can do this too. Like, I sound like a, like a, you too. I know I sound like an infomercial (laughs) now, right? Like I'm about to sell you something like, here's your candles. Um, like, (laughs) Like, trust me when I say, if I can do this, so can you. Um, and you know, the only other thing I really wanted to touch on in talking about authenticity is that if you are an employer, this also really, really matters in your workplace, in the way you build the culture of your organization. And, um, I think one of the most important aspects of employee engagement and employee happiness, I guess, I I don't know if that's the right word, um, is feeling like they can be authentic in the workplace. And I don't mean authentic in the way we talked about in the beginning of like, the way we said authentic doesn't mean of being like a jerk in the workplace. You don't get to like show up to work in all your glory of like, I want to just say whatever I feel like and do whatever I feel like. That's not authenticity. But, But being able to... Um, uh, being able to help people feel satisfaction and express their their sort of moral values and express their integrity and express their core selves in the workplace in a way that is um, in in a way that aligns with the, whatever their role is right. is necessary to keep one, to keep people in your employ, and two, to keep people functioning at a, at a, at a, a level that is, is quantifiably, you know, happy. I don't, I can't think of another word for it, but it's just, in all the research I did for this, it's the, one of the top, one of the most important factors for employee satisfaction is being able to be authentic in the roles they're in. Well, and, and once again, this is another conversation for another episode, but um, that, that works on like a micro level and it works on a macro level, which is if you as a company, hopefully you are pri- prioritizing, prioritizing diversity and inclusion as mm. part of your company's platform. Yep. Um, and also hopefully um, you're prioritizing some sort of mindful management strategies. Both of those goals that you've set out for your company will not be successful if you do not foster an environment for people to be them their authentic selves within the confines of the job, but be their authentic selves. And so if you are all excited 
about rolling something out so it looks good, whether it's in the mindful man management industry or the very important steps that companies should be taking when it comes to diversity and inclusion. This is the stuff, this is the thing that you need to be doing to make either of those things successful. Are you looking to connect? Do you want more from your relationship with our show? You may think this is a Match.com ad, but no, we're asking you to join our Go Boldly Together Facebook community. That's right, friends. Join us on Facebook at Go Boldly Together and help us build our bold society of limitless women. Let's connect, converse, and laugh together as a community. Plus, we promise no weird pics like you might find on a dating site. That's right. See you on Facebook at Go Boldly Together. Back to the show. You can't have diversity, equity, and inclusion. You can't have mindful management unless people are allowed to be their authentic selves, are encouraged to be their authentic selves. And people will not be their authentic selves unless they see other people being their authentic selves, right? So you have to have a top-down strategy that allows that to happen. You have to be willing to also show up as your authentic self. And I don't, again, I don't mean in that like awful way, right? Where we see people behaving badly and, and embarrassing themselves. We, we mean in the way where it's uplifting and there are appropriate boundaries being set yeah. and people are still within their roles, but where it's motivating and morale boosting and allowing people to show up as they are in whatever culture they come from and whatever um, space they live in and whatever uh, area they take up and coming to work in their roles and being their, themselves without any real consequence to that. And in fact, being encouraged to do so. And we see time and again, um, we see uh, efforts like this fail because they're really one, they're just lip service and two, they're not done with this sort of intentional integrity to them. And um, I, I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned it because we think it's essential to any kind of effort in this, in this department and any kind of effort in this way. And it's important to this conversation, uh, obviously as former, as personally as a former corporate professional and, and you're, still, you're still a corporate professional, yes. we see these things coming to, coming to life. Um, and we want to make sure that people are thinking about them. I know some of the folks listening to us work in, in corporate environments and even run corporate environments. And it's, it, you know, we want to make sure that you're thinking about this and being intentional about how you're, you're working and you're running your businesses. Well, and just, um, and I think it's homework time, so yes. we will get to the homework, but, um, when we started this podcast, this larger conversation was actually one of the reasons that we wanted to start the podcast. Mm -hmm. And what we realized was we couldn't just go and tell people you need to allow people to be their, their authentic selves out in the world if we weren't helping people first be their authentic selves. But this larger conversation um, as a society of uh, organizations, companies needing to foster this environment um, is really important to us and actually was one of the main reasons that we we wanted to actually have a podcast. And like I said, through the evolution of the podcast, we realized, well, first, we need to get everyone on the same page about what this even means. Right, right. <laughs> and then, <Yes>. then, <laughs> then we can, can take it to the next level. But this is, once again, something that is very important to us. Um, and it's really the culmination of almost every conversation that we've had up to this point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so... 
homework time. And I just want to throw this one thing out real fast here. Uh, because some people have said, oh, I always want to do the homework and I don't know where it is. It's actually on the website. Um, we don't talk about our website much, but we have, a, we have a podcast website and you can always go there and always see the show notes. You can also see our homework in the show notes of the podcast, like wherever you listen to your podcasts. But if you just want to go back, we also always have our resources on the podcast website as well. So just, you know, these are all over the place. So you don't need to be, you know, pulling your car over and writing them down right this second. Um, so homework. Let's do it. Okay. So the first thing I want, you know, we want for you guys to do is um, something I recently learned to do in a course I'm doing. Um, and that is to stop and take a, do like a, a mental body scan. And so what this is, is like two, two minutes, stop, close your eyes. Not if you're driving, obviously, um, close, take a breath sit down, close your eyes and just scan your body. Like literally think through your body. Just take a note of what physically you're feeling. Take a note of kind of what thoughts arise in your mind. Um, and then take a note of what emotions you might be feeling and just write it all down. And I, I say to do all of this so you can just get a sense of everything you're feeling right this second and you put it all down in your journal. The next thing I want you guys to do is um, think about, if you can, think about the last time you did something or said something or acted in a way that you just know was not who you are. It was just not authentically you. Whatever it was, it could have been like a mean thing you said. It could have been you agreed to do something you didn't want to do. It doesn't matter what it was. It's just you know it didn't align with who you are on the inside. And I want you to write it down. And then I want you to describe underneath that, how it, like what led up to it, how you felt and how you felt afterwards. And then put it away. And then later, like maybe later in the night or the next day, I want you to come back to the journal. I want you to read through how you, how you were feeling before you did the exercise. And then I want you to read through what you, you know, what you wrote down about how your authentic, your inauthentic moment. And then take some time to consider what your authentic self wanted versus what your, what we call your adaptive self did. And then I want you to write down an alternative solution. What else could you have done in that moment? And I want you to write down what it would have felt like. What consequences would there have been? What risk would you have been taking if you had done something differently? And then of course, we want you to reach out to your accountability partner and we want you to talk it through. Could you do something differently next time? Would you do something differently next time? And this is just one step in the process of becoming your more authentic self. Yeah. And it's just starting to ask sort of, what did I do? Why did I do it? What just happened? And, you know, this is the second uh, episode that we sort of suggested envisioning what it would look like, right? If you stepped into whether it was letting go or stepped into your authenticity. Um, so that's your homework. All right, you guys. We will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. 
We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.